Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. of the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast, The Ride Home. I am Mark Pulos, as always. It's good to be back. I, uh, I kind of missed the boat on doing the Ride Home podcast on the actual Ride Home. So this is, uh, I'm already home, but it is about the Ride Home. So if that makes any sense. So last week... I did a run of shows that uh, I've done before. It was, uh, I did a gig in uh, Spring Lake, Michigan, and uh, and then finished the weekend at uh, Wisecrackers Comedy Club in uh, Maryville, Indiana. These are two gigs that I've done a lot of times, a bunch of times before. Um, I'll talk about some of the stuff that happened this weekend because there was only a couple interesting things to even talk about. Um, and I don't know if I've uh, talked on the podcast about um, I had an incident at the Spring Lake Holiday Inn one time. Um, I was working there with a, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Rob Breckenridge. And uh, so we got into town uh, kind of early to the Spring Lake holiday because the week used to be, you used to go to, uh, Pentwater, Michigan on Tuesday, and then you would do, um, a casino up near Traverse City, then you'd do Spring Lake, and then you'd go down to Maryville, Indiana, and of course, over the years, as with all comedy people kind of get tired of it or it's not uh, bringing in the amount of money that they want so they kind of shut it down you know a lot of people don't give you know comedy a chance to to build you know and there's a lot of factors that go into it you know bookers end up kind of getting a little lazy and and sending the same guys a little bit too much and venues are like, you know, what the fuck? We just saw this guy like three months ago, you know, and it's just the money that they pay. It's hard to get people from around the country to go to Spring Lake, Michigan, you know. But uh, so now the week's down to Spring Lake, Michigan on Thursday and Wisecrackers Comedy Club on Friday and Saturday. And Thursday when I got there, I got to meet uh, Mike Cronin. I'd never met him before. Um very nice guy. We actually did a podcast together, which is going to come out tomorrow morning. And, uh, it was cool talking with him and he was a, he was a nice guy. 
So Spring Lake, years ago, I worked there with uh, a good friend of mine, Rob Breckenridge, like I said. And and when we got there, like, I have a really big pet peeve when it comes to uh, working at, at venues sometimes. Because a lot of times they'll have a comedy show at a hotel or something, or they'll have it at a casino. And you'll show up there to do the gig, and they tell you you're staying someplace else. And it's like, we're performing at your hotel or your casino, and you don't even have a room for us here, you know? It's kind of, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of a shitty thing. And sometimes it's it's like ridicu- a ridiculous difference. Like, um, I remember one time I was doing a gig in Mesquite, Nevada, and I show up to where the gig is at, and it's like this gorgeous resort and this huge hotel and big pool and everything. And I'm like, I heard Mesquite, Nevada, and I was like, this is going to be a hell gig. And when I got there, I was like, hell yeah, like now we're talking, you know, rolling into this place. It looks gorgeous. Get up to the front desk and the lady kind of laughs at me and she's like, oh, you're not staying here. You're staying at the the village inn down the road and I was like oh so two more two more exits like five to ten miles from where I'm performing is where I get to stay and of course it was just a shithole and uh it just kind of sucked so I got to Spring Lake and well we got there and we went up to the front and Spring the Holiday Inn in Spring Lake is is uh notoriously like it's it's a vacation spot because it literally sits like on an inlet for Spring Lake. And uh, it's a gorgeous area. I mean, you pull into the parking lot and there's just like a shit ton of yachts parked on the side of the hotel. And I get it. It's a destination. And to have to reserve two hotel rooms for comedians, you know, they don't make money off of that. They're basically giving us the room for free. But then again, like, we've just traveled who knows how many hours to get here. Not having a hotel for us is kind of a dick move. So we pulled in there. We went up to the front, and I was like, we're the comedians, blah, blah, blah. And the lady starts kind of giggling to herself, and she goes, uh, and makes one of those, like, open mouth, like, and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, um sadly we're sold out tonight and there's a pretty standard contract also in comedy that if you're performing someplace and they have a usual hotel that they use whether it's like a radisson or a comfort inn or something um, if for some reason there's something special going on and that hotel is sold out in the contract they're supposed to get you a room comparable to the one that was just sold out and so when she said we're sold out we don't have a room for you i just said oh okay well just tell us where we're going and she said where you're going and i said well yeah if you don't have a room for us here you have to get a room for us someplace else and she literally was like well why would i do that then we'd have to pay for it and i was like is there a manager i can talk to you know the manager comes over and and then the manager's like, oh, no, we, we have a room for them. And I said, room? And he goes, well, yeah, we're sold out, so you guys are going to have to stay in the same room together. And I was like, that's unacceptable. 
And he goes, well, usually around five o'clock, we'll get some cancellations. So is it, is it okay if you go hang out in the room that we've got for you? And hopefully we'll be able to get you a room around five o'clock. And we were both pretty ticked off about it. We had been in the car for a long time and just kind of wanted to go our separate ways and, you know, take our dumps and, and our whack offs and whatever. (laughs) And, uh, it's kind of hard to do when there's another dude that you that you have in the room with you. So, um, so we started calling the booker, and the booker is like, "I'll call the general manager and take care of this." And uh, so we were hanging out, and when that was the other thing, we got up to the room, and the room was literally like a conference room with two rollaway beds in it, and the bathroom was just a sink and a toilet, and it didn't even have a shower. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" So the GM calls, and she's very nice and apologetic, and um, she's like, sadly, we're only going to be able to get you one room um, across town at the day's end. Um, One of you is going to have to stay in that room. It's just policy, and and we were still kind of pissed off about it, but she said, you know, just to to say I'm sorry, uh, you know, we're going to buy you dinner, and we were like, well, that's, that's nice. And she said, uh, you know, and have have a handful of drinks on us at the bar for the comedy show. And, and we were both like, wow, that's really nice. Thank you so much. So then uh, I had to drive across town and check into the other room because Rob didn't want to leave the hotel because he wanted to drink. And uh, so I come back and we go down for dinner. And some people, the next part of the story, some people might take one side or the other i just want you to know that (laughs) that i was against it and i didn't really so basically what happened was we went to dinner and they said they were going to give us free dinner so rob was like you know they've put us through so much shit today i think we should treat ourselves to a nice dinner and i was kind of like like i don't think this is gonna come out the right way so Anyways, he gets a bottle of wine and like crab cake appetizer and he gets the the lobster tail and and I I I did get the prime rib, but the prime rib was like $14. His dinner with the bottle of wine and everything was like 85 bucks. So our bill comes with tax and everything and it ended up being something like $120 or something like that. And then we tipped our waitress like 40 bucks. And we went to the show and then uh, we're getting a couple drinks and a few drinks here or there. And then we go to get another drink. And the one guy that was working there, he goes, uh, he goes, that'll do it. And I said, what? And he goes, if you want anything else, you're going to have to start paying for it. And I was like, what are you talking about? The GM said we're all set to go. And he, like, exploded on us. He was like, you fucking comics come in here. You think you fucking know what's going on here. You go in my restaurant, you spend $120, and then you don't even tip my waitress. Who the fuck do you think you are? And I said, whoa, what? I go, first of all, we came in here and we didn't even have a room. Now I'm staying across town at another hotel, so I can't even have anything more to drink. I go, we were treated like second-class citizens when we came in here. Yeah, maybe we spent a little bit too much on dinner, but we did tip your waitress $40. 
And he's like, she said you didn't tip her anything. So I had to tip her 50 bucks out of my pocket. And I go, well, it sounds like you need to talk to your waitress because she's pulling a pretty good scam on you. And uh, I stood up and I was like, you know what? I don't even need this shit, you know, because it's like the shittiest paying gig anywhere. Uh, like a normal gig on the road, a one-nighter, is pretty standard pay. It's 100 bucks to open, 200 bucks to headline, and you get a hotel, sometimes discount on food. This place, $75, or no, actually I think it is. It's $100 to open, but the headliner only gets $150. It's just a piece of shit. So I was like done, gone, and, and he was kind of trying to backpedal a little bit and apologize. And I was like, I don't need this shit. I'm never coming back here ever again. And then I think it was maybe six or seven years later, they kept dangling the Spring Lake gig in front of me, and I kept saying, no, I didn't want to do it anymore. And then finally, when it got to the point that I was headlining for this company, um, they said, well, how about, how about you headline it? So I thought, ah, what, what else, you know, whatever. So I, I headlined there and then I headlined wisecrackers on the weekend. And I was pretty terrified that when I walked into this place, like this guy was going to remember who I was and it was going to be on again. And I've been there like two or three times since. And, and he's never mentioned anything about the big blow up that we had like six years before. I don't think he remembers who I am or maybe he does and he's just kind of letting it go. But every time I play that club, there's always like this weird vibe where I'm just waiting for him to turn and be like, oh, and by the way, fuck you for six years ago, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's just my thing, you know? I'm like so neurotic. I'm like just thinking about it the whole time waiting for it, like thinking he's sabotaging me behind the scenes. Like my... I'm going to go and try to deposit my checks and the funds won't be available. And it'll say, there's a message from the person who wrote the check. They say, fuck you, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, but it never gets to that. You know, it's just always a, a nice gig. And this time was the same. It, oh, they had a hotel room for us and, you know, they even offered to give us a drink or two, which was surprising. Um, the show itself is always interesting there because it's, it's no cover and it's always like these uh, white entitled yacht owners that are watching the comedy show and they're like, oh, these jokes are impressive, you know, and it's, it's always an interesting, uh, an interesting go of it. So uh, I'll take a moment real quick to uh, tell you about a couple sponsors on the podcast. Um, KB Remodeling Inc. is uh, is a great company if you live in the Minneapolis area. Check out kbremodelinginc.com. If you want to get uh, any remodeling done around your house, even small projects, uh, Kevin Brown runs the company. He's very good at his job. And also uh, Lee's Tees. Uh, it's a company that's been doing my funny T-shirts for quite a while now. And uh, if you've been at one of my shows and gotten one of my T-shirts, you know that it's a... Uh, high quality t-shirts and uh high quality colors and designs um so if you need a t-shirt stay away from the big guys custom ink and all that bs go to lee's tees that's l-e-e-s-t-e-z.com for all your t-shirt needs um and thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast um
headed down to Wisecrackers at the Radisson in Maryville, Indiana, um, on the weekend. And that place is interesting because it's existed for so long. And there was a time where they closed and then they reopened again. But initially, it was actually a comedy club inside the Radisson. But it was like the saddest, most depressing comedy club ever. Because it was like above the front desk and it sat like 47 people. <laughs> and it's all, all they did was comedy shows in there. Like it was never used for anything else. So like they used to have one show at eight o'clock on Friday and Saturday. And they wouldn't open the doors to the comedy club until like 7.50 or something. <laughs> so people would basically come in and sit down. They'd put in their first drink order and they would get it by the time the MC was finishing. And then maybe they'd be able to get a second drink order in before they did last call and shut the bar. <laughs> um, so thankfully they closed that place. And then I heard that they were reopening Wisecrackers and they wanted me to go down there and headline. And at first I was like, well, that's really cool, you know. And then I showed up to the gig and basically what it is is next to the the bar down uh, in the back area of the hotel, they have um, a uh, like a a place where they do breakfast, and uh, it's basically like a breakfast nook. You know, they uh, they do uh, breakfast buffet, and they do. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to record a podcast in my house sometimes. <laughs> I got a fucking cat playing with a spoon outside the door, and I'm trying to be professional in this podcast. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's live podcasting, baby. You know, I got to sneak them in when I can. You know, I got the got Willow being crazy. The wife's always working, and and uh, I forgot to do it on the ride home, so now I'm doing it right now. Um, so I have a little breakfast area next to the bar down there. And, uh, and so at night they turn the breakfast buffet area into the comedy club. It's so weird. <laughs> but the first time I played there, um, tickets were like $25 a person to see the comedy show. And I was like, this is not going to last. And thankfully they've changed the price down to a normal comedy ticket, which is like 10 bucks or whatever. So the first time I played there, I met the head of security and he was like, we got a whole new thing going on here. It's, you know, a new regime or whatever. So he's like, uh, we don't really like comedians attacking people in the audience or going after hecklers and all this stuff. So he's like, what we want you to do is if you're having a problem, just say we need to get this guy a glass of water and then the security guards will swoop in and, and take care of it. So I was like, well, that's, I, I appreciate that. So I got a heckler, so I just started saying, this guy a glass of water, get this guy a glass of water, and nobody's doing anything. So after a half an hour, I finally was just like, will you shut the fuck up? And like the whole place exploded, because that's what they were waiting for. And this guy sitting in front of him turned around and he goes, do you hear what he said? He said, shut the fuck up. And then they started fighting. They were rolling over tables, glass was breaking, the waitresses had to break it up, and... It was just an absolute uh, ridiculous thing. And then after the show, I'm 
standing in the back of the room and the security guard that I talked to comes in and he goes, Hey, how'd it go? I heard it was a good show. And I was like, you're joking, right? And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, you didn't hear what happened in here. And he was like, no, what happened in here? And the waitress was like, we tried to call you like seven times. Where the hell have you been? And he was like, Oh, we had a situation on the other side of the hotel. She's like, these two guys were fighting. They're rolling over tables. Glass were shattering. And I was pretty upset about the whole thing. So I, I kind of, you know, made him look like a, more of an idiot. I was like, can I get you a glass of water? And the waitresses kind of laughed about it. And then he was kind of a dick to me for the rest of the weekend. But the next time I went back there, he didn't work there. Obviously, he didn't know how to do his job. So this last time, uh, this weekend when I got there, the big story was um, apparently the week before uh, someone was getting a hand job in the crowd and uh, and I was just laughing about it. I was like, it's just ridiculously funny, <laughs> you know? But then they said like, um, this lady went and she wrote a, uh, a trip advisor review and, uh, and basically said, you know, this, you know, it'd be, it would have been a lot more fun of a time if there weren't people getting hand jobs in the crowd, <laughs> like what the fuck? So the whole joke, the whole weekend was like, cause apparently the management asked the MC there, like, can you just keep your eyes peeled to see if anybody's jacking anybody off? And he's like, that's now my job is to open the show, set it up and make sure there's no hand jobs going on. So we were just joking the whole weekend about the hand jobs and the uh, and the trip advisor review. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But that room, I, I don't see that room lasting that much longer. Because now it's like, they let you do whatever you want, but they don't have any security. Nobody's policing the room. Nobody's making sure that the hecklers are getting shut down or people are talking. So it's like almost a constant battle while you're on stage. Cause it's just a bunch of drunk people. Cause they start the shows on Friday and Saturday at fucking nine 30. I was like, well, that's good. People should be good and drunk by then. And I think it was like Friday night. They had like this amateur UFC fighting thing in the back ballroom. And it was pretty funny just seeing some of the characters walking through there to go watch basically like their best friends fight each other in a, in a ring made out of chicken wire. But that's what you get at the Radisson and Maryville. It's like comedy club, bar, weddings, f amateur UFC, people on vacation. And it's just always an interesting time. But sadly, I don't think I'm going to be going back there again. It's just not that much money, and it's it's such a constant fight while you're on stage. I, I'd rather just stay home or do do an independent show or something. It just gets kind of rough. But So, yeah, it was a interesting week. Uh, this week I head off to uh, Hey Guys Comedy Club in uh, Fairview Heights, Illinois. So if you listen to this podcast and you're in that general St. Louis area, I will be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday um, with my good friend, Chad Miller, who's also hilarious. So, uh, come on down and check out a show if you'll be around. And if, uh, you're on the web and you want to check out my upcoming shows, just check out largedrunkman.com and, uh, it'll have my updated schedule. 
Uh, if you want to get this podcast, it's available pretty much everywhere. Podcasts are iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Tuned In, all that jazz. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of the ride home. And tune in next time when we talk about who knows. <laughs>